This episode of Into the Fae contains themes that may not be suitable for some listeners. Please see our complete list of trigger warnings in the show notes. Listener discretion is advised. Also, before we begin, this episode contains words from languages that this narrator is not wholly familiar with. Pronunciation will be attempted and failure will result. I would like to apologize in advance. No offense is intended. Without complaint, the fur-covered creature toils away in the fields at night. By morning, the entire plot will be harvested and bundled for the owners of this land. He asks for nothing, save a bit of cake or bread, or better yet, some cream to fill his belly. Naked as the day he was born, he goes about his work, thinking of the love he once had. Since the beginning of written history, stories have existed of unusual creatures residing in the hidden spaces of our world. The fair folk, the she, the good neighbors, fairy. They exist in our minds and throughout almost every culture. Devas and sprites, pixies and dryads, they come in a variety of sizes and shapes. Humanoid creatures with magical abilities to bewitch and seduce their targets. They are both feared and beloved by many. Come with me as we travel into a world of wonder and magic and discover what makes the Fae, what to do, or more importantly, what not to do when you meet one, and explore the various incarnations from gnomes to kitsune. So sit back, relax, and join me as we enter into the Fae. On the Isle of Man, there lives a sprite, a fairy creature of sorts of unusual size and temperament. Covered in hair and satyr-like in appearance, he spends his day helping out humans, all for a bit of leftover bread and cream. The term Fenodiary has a few possible entomologies. The word itself can be used for both a species and an individual, but is rarely ever capitalized. Possibly coming from the Manx words finny, which means hair or fur, and oshiri, meaning stocking, it is also similar in origin to the Swedish word fjun, as well as the word fenny, according to John Kelly, meaning invaders, wild Irish, and satyr. It's also possible that the Manx word oshir itself was borrowed from the Old Norse word hoser, so it's unlikely that the Fenodiary predate contact with the Norsemen. The Fenodiary itself is a remarkable creature completely covered in copious amounts of hair, especially on its lower regions, which is lucky because it goes about entirely naked. In fact, it views clothes to be unhealthy and the cause of disease, so offering one a gift of such things is most assuredly to cause offense and drive the creature from your lands. Unlike many fey creatures, you actually want a fenodiary living near you. Like brownies, they are often helpful to humans and are known to do backbreaking work at breakneck speeds. Some suggest they are giants and have even called them big and shaggy with fiery eyes and are stronger than a man. But others, specifically I.H. Lenny, says that they are about two feet tall, which, to be fair, is rather tall for a fairy creature. An Oxford reference calls them short, dark, and uncouth. They are known to be satyr-like, but for their hairiness, not their sexual aggression, 
and they are also known to be nocturnal, doing most of their work at night while the humans they are loyal to are sleeping. It is said that the Fenodiary was once a fairy knight who fell in love with a human woman. The story goes as follows. Once upon a day, an elfin knight fell in love with one of the daughters of man, as she sat in her bowery home beneath the blue tree of Glen Alden. Offering to abandon the fairies for a domestic life with this sweet nymph, and absenting himself from fairy court during the celebration of the Royal High Harvest Festival, kept by the fairies with dancing in the Merry Glen Russian, he so offended the little people that the elfin king expelled him from the fairy hall and cursed him with an undying existence on the Manx Mountains in the form of a satyr. Thus metamorphosized, he became a strange, sad, solitary wanderer, known as the Fenodiary. We compassionate his misfortune, as it fell upon him in consequence of his true love for a Manx maiden. The Fenodiary helps with various chores on farms and for fishermen, such as moving heavy stones and building materials, reaping and sowing grass crops, herding animals to safety during storms, and repairing fishing nets and boats. One of the best-known members of the Manx fairies, there are many tales of them helping out the humans they have taken a liking to. One tale tells of a Fenodiary collecting gelded ram sheep for a farmer during a major storm. The poor creature got confused while rounding up the sheep and mistook a giant hare for one of them and rounded him up with them. To be fair, it was a very large hare. Another tale tells of a man who wished to build a large home, but he needed stones from a quarry near the shore. The Fenodiary transported them all in one night for the man. As compassion, the man then left clothes for the creature, causing it to wail and lament. Cap for the head, alas, poor head. Coat for the back, alas, poor back. Breeches for the breech, alas, poor breech. If these be all thine, thine cannot be the merry glen of Russian. He then departed with a melancholy moan, and his voice could be heard thereafter on the winds. The Fenodiary is one of the few fey creatures you want in your life. They do not seem to have any ulterior motive, and even when offended, they generally just leave, unless you insult their work. A tale told of a farmer who claimed the Fenodiary was not cutting his grass low enough. The creature took offense and refused to cut the farmer's grass anymore, but as the farmer went about to cut his own grass, the Fenodiary came behind him and uprooted the seeds so quickly with his scythe, he almost took the farmer's legs off. After that, no one could reap the grass without fear of him coming up quick behind them with his scythe, until a clever knight came and, starting in the middle of the field, cut the grass in a circular motion, keeping one eye on the creature and his scythe the entire time. So try not to offend the creature if you can. Remember the work they do is basically for free. They ask only for a small offering to appease them. The best offering to give the fellow diary is that of food. Leftovers from your table will do. His was the wizard hand that toiled at midnight's witching hour, that gathered the sheep from the coming storm, ere the shepherds saw it lower. Yet asked no fee, saved a scattered sheaf from the peasant's garnered hoard, or cream how kissed by virgin lip to be left on the household hoard.
Thank you for listening to Into the Fae. This concludes this week's episode, written and recorded by me, Allie. The music today was The Seely Court by the late Glenn Reisner. Please like us and subscribe on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. If you would like to contribute to the show, there is a donate link in the show notes, or you can support us on Patreon or Ko-fi. I am looking into some goodies for our Patreon supporters, so if you have any ideas or just want to comment on the show, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at IntoFayPodcast, or drop us an email at IntoTheFayPodcasts at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time.